Section 27 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1, Section 27. Friday 21. I have endeavored to improve my time to the best advantage in reading, and have seen so much beauty and holiness that I have thirsted and longed for more. My desire is, like Abraham, the father of the faithful, to maintain a constant walk with God. Lord's Day 23 At Mr. S.'s I exposed the unjust plea which many make against serving God, from Matthew 25, 24. Then he which had received the one talent came, and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strewed. Thus do thousands charge God foolishly. We cannot repent and bring forth fruits meet for repentance. We cannot cease from evil and learn to do well. We cannot deny ourselves and take up our cross. We cannot come to Christ that we may have life. At least we cannot do these things now, we must wait God's time. But God requireth these things now. Therefore those who say they cannot do them practically say he is a hard master. At Risterstown in the afternoon my heart was expanded, and my mouth was opened, while I declared, He that, being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. On Monday I parted with W.G. and S.S. Wednesday, 26. I came to Mr. G.'s on my way to the eastern shore. On Saturday I intended to have crossed the bay, but was prevented by the weather. My soul has lately felt much of the power of God, and I have been enabled to trust Him with myself and all my concerns. Monday, December 1. I left Mr. G.'s, and, after crossing the bay, came in safety, at night, to Mr. H.'s. Having been absent more than four years, though I was the first of our preachers who carried the gospel into this neighborhood. My heart was thankful to God for His providential and gracious preservation of me. The next day I went to the island, and preached with some warmth, and then returned. The two following days we had profitable times both in preaching and class meetings. Thursday 4. Preaching and meeting the class at Mr. G.'s, I found the Lord had carried on a good work in the souls of many. Blessed be God! My soul was in a comfortable frame, and my body was the better for exercise. Lord's Day 7. Though I spoke with feeling and warmth, yet the people were dull both at F.T.'s and Mr. H.'s. But my own soul was kept in solemn nearness to God, and filled with peace and love. And I am persuaded that my appointment to this circuit is by divine providence. Thursday, 11. Early in the morning I felt a strong desire for more of God. At Mr. W.'s my soul was much refreshed in preaching and class meeting. As the congregations are generally large, and most of the people attentive, we have a much greater prospect of doing good in this circuit than in some others. Saturday, 13. 
I have been blessed with faith and hope and love. Lord, if troubles are near, be thou nearer still to protect and comfort me. So shall I not fear what man can do unto me. Lord's Day 14 We had a good time in the forenoon, and I found the class in better condition than I expected. In the afternoon the Lord blessed me with freedom and solid peace, while preaching at I.S.'s on Ezekiel 33.11. There is a great prospect of saving souls in this neighborhood, if preaching can be continued. Monday 15 There was a simple, loving people assembled at Mr. S.'s and many were powerfully wrought on while I enforced the divine command, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 7.33 For some days past my spirit has been rather hurried, and sometimes tempted by Satan, but wonderfully supported by the grace of God. An agreeable prospect opens to my imagination, if Providence should permit me to spend the winter in this circuit. Tuesday, 16. At Mr. W.'s I met with B.S., who once preached the gospel, and a blessing attended his labors. Thursday was a public fast day, and my soul was kept in a degree of peace, but struggled much for a more constant, fervent spirit of devotion. Having preached at Mr. G.'s, I rode to T.W.'s, and lectured in the evening, with satisfaction, from the first psalm. On Saturday I was much embarrassed in preaching at Mr. H.D.'s, and under a heavy cloud rode to H.N.'s. But on the Lord's Day my heart was enlarged and inflamed with love, while preaching to a large audience on Second Thessalonians 1, 6-8. through 8. Monday, 22. I preached a funeral sermon near the Nine Bridges, and met with a young minister who had been under divine impressions. My heart at that time was much united to him, but he afterward became a lawyer. Tuesday, 23. Rode through Chestertown about thirty miles to Mr. H.'s, and enjoyed some rest from a part of my labor. In reading Josephus, I have been led to reflect on the disorder and confusion which have always overspread the earth, in a greater or less degree, ever since the introduction of sin. Blessed be God! My mind is kept free from all tormenting fear, and although my spiritual trials are various and great, His grace is always found sufficient for me. The next day I exhorted the people who came together, and we spent some time in prayer. Thursday 25 Mr. W. read a good sermon, suitable to the day, at church. Many people attended at the preaching-house, where I declared from 1 Timothy 1.15, This is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The language of my heart on this Christmas day was, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides thee. The next morning also I was in the spirit of devotion, and enjoyed the peace of God which passeth all understanding. Having preached a funeral sermon in the forenoon, I addressed the congregation at Mr. H.'s from John 1, 45-46. Thursday, January 1, 1778 Though the weather has been very cold for several days, 
I have had to ride, sometimes a considerable distance, and preach every day. This day I preached a funeral sermon on the death of a daughter of her who was buried last Friday. My text was, This year thou shalt die. Death, like a cruel conqueror, spareth none on whom he seizeth, but sendeth them to the shades of eternity, without respect to age or condition. FRIDAY two. I experienced much of the love of Jesus Christ shed abroad in my heart, and through his meritorious mediation found a delightful nearness to God. Indeed, I have found great happiness during this Christmas season, and have endeavored to redeem my time by diligent industry. May the Lord keep me steadfast and faithful to the end, and bless me with an abiding witness that I love him with all my heart. The people were lively today at Mr. C.'s, and especially in the class meeting. Lord's Day 4 The word of the Lord went to the hearts of the people with cutting power, both at Frederick in the forenoon and at Mr. H.N.'s in the afternoon. But my own mind has been under exercises from Satan. On Monday my spirit was grieved for want of more spirituality and more of God, the congregation at Mr. S. N.'s was large but dull. But the people seemed quickened both at Mr. A.'s on Tuesday and at Mr. H. D.'s on Wednesday. Thursday 8. I enjoyed sweet communion with God this morning, and was enabled to rest my soul on Him as my never-failing support. God was powerfully with us at Mr. S. W.'s on Friday, and the people felt the weight of divine truths. Lord's Day 11. By reason of the snow, the congregations were small, but the Lord gave us his blessing. My soul has possessed a holy calm, and I found the Lord constantly with me, in a greater or less degree. I have just finished the last volume of Whiston's Josephus, and am surprised that, at the age of seventy, Mr. Whiston should spend so much of his time in such a dry, chronological work. How much better was Mr. Baxter employed, when he thought himself near to eternity, meditating and writing on the saints' everlasting rest? Tuesday 13 A solemn, comfortable sense of God rested on my soul this morning, and at Mr. T.'s there was a good congregation of poor, but serious and desirous people. At the Widow J.'s on Wednesday there was a general melting and six were received into the society on trial. So there is some ground to hope that this place, which has appeared to be barren, will yet bring forth the fruits of righteousness. Many were also much affected at Mr. V's. After the service was ended, two men in arms came up, but they went away without making known their design. Friday, 16. I found great liberty of spirit and speech at Mr. G's, and there met with Brother G.S. Lord's Day 18 After discoursing at Mr. A.N.'s on the parable of the sower, I thought it proper to remove the preaching to another house, for his religious sentiments did not agree with ours. Tuesday 20 My soul was kept humble and watchful, and I have been enabled to put my whole trust in God on all occasions. Brother L. sent me some account of the work of God, and I am strongly persuaded 
that he will defend his own cause and his own people. Wednesday, 21. The house was not sufficient to contain the congregation at the widow W.'s, and the word went with power to the hearts of the people. Thursday was a very cold day, yet many, both rich and poor, attended at I.K.'s. And the Lord enabled me to show them plainly to what lengths a man may go in the externals of religion, and be but almost a Christian. Friday, 23. My heart was fixed on God. I have lately found more sweetness and delight than ever before in reading the Old Testament. And having met with Luther's comment on the Galatians, I have begun to read that. After riding eight miles to Mr. H.'s, I found that I had eight miles farther to ride, to preach a funeral sermon at Mr. F.'s, and the Spirit of the Lord rested upon my soul. Then rode five miles more, in great peace and love, to lodge at Mr. M.'s. Lord's Day 25 Many attended at Mr. R.'s in the forenoon, and God gave me power to speak to their hearts. I then rode ten miles farther to the meeting-house, and preached to about three hundred solemn and attentive people. Tuesday, 27. Both my body and mind were under a heavy gloom. Attempting to preach in Quaker Neck, my mind was shut up, and I had no power to speak to the people. This is very painful and disagreeable, but it ought to be borne with patience. Physic is necessary sometimes, as well as food. Wednesday, 28. My soul had peace, and enjoyed sweet rest in God, after all my trials. May I ever glorify Him, even in the fires. Dark prospects, in temporal matters, present themselves to my view. But the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and He hath promised to be a wall of fire round about His church, and the glory in the midst of her. I preached a funeral sermon at the meeting-house on 1 Corinthians 15.20. But now is Christ risen from the dead, and become the first-fruits of them that slept. There were many people on this solemn occasion, and my heart was enlarged towards them. Lord's Day, February 1. We had a good time at Frederick in the forenoon, and I found myself at liberty in the afternoon at Mr. H.'s. My heart feels nothing contrary to love and purity, and the effect thereof is abundant peace. Troubles stare me in the face, but I have confidence towards God, and without perplexing myself with anxious care, will leave all events to Him. Monday, too. There was some appearance of a revival at Mr. S.'s, and the Lord blessed my soul with liberty, peace, and love. On Tuesday we had a love feast at L.A.'s, and many delivered their affectionate testimony of God's goodness and love in Christ Jesus. Wednesday 4 I received a strange account, which had been attested on oath by the people who lived in the house, but am at a loss to know what judgment to pass upon it. The fact was this. A wicked young fellow, whose friends countenanced the truths of the gospel, was disposed, it seems, to curse the preacher. But, being deterred from doing it openly, he went to the place of worship, with a design to curse him in his heart. It seems he was struck with terror, and soon after died. 
his own brother said, the devil pulled his heart out. Lord's Day 8 After preaching at Mr. F.'s in the forenoon, I met the congregation at Mr. S.'s, who is a striking instance of the power and goodness of God. Some time ago he was, like Saul, an opposer of the truth, but grace hath changed his heart. Thursday 12 The Lord hath supported me in preaching at every place, and this day I came to T.W.'s and met Brother G.S. The martial, threatening aspect of the times has had a great tendency to keep me close to God, and my soul has experienced the benefit. Saturday 14 I had much peace, but too much company. My time was not spent to the greatest advantage. But the next day I felt the power of divine truths in my own heart, while preaching at E.W.'s from 1 Peter 1, 13-15. Monday, 16. Our quarterly meeting began in Mr. W.'s barn, and numbers attended from different parts. On Tuesday morning we held our love feast, and the Lord was with us. My heart was powerfully drawn out in preaching on the last three verses of the 48th Psalm. Wednesday, 18. I set my face unto the Lord God, to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting. And although Brother S. had manifested a desire to leave the continent, he now agreed to abide in the country with me a while longer. Lord's Day 22 Though the weather was disagreeable, yet many people attended at E.W.'s, and there appeared to be a promising prospect, amongst the young people especially. I have great hopes that the Lord will show mercy, and make his power known in the family of the W.S. Monday, 23. Satan has made several violent pushes at my soul, but he has not been able even to break my peace. The word was powerfully applied to the hearts of the people at Mr. G.'s today. Wednesday, 25. After preaching with holy warmth at Mr. L.N.'s, I met the class, in which were some faithful souls, but others that could hardly bear plain dealing. But we must deal plainly and honestly, though affectionately and tenderly, with all that come in our way, and especially with such as put themselves under our pastoral care. If we seek to please men, unless it is for their good to edification, we are not the servants of Christ. Thursday, 26. I spoke closely and pointedly to many poor ignorant people at the widow I.P.'s, and on Friday met a dull congregation at Mr. C.'s. Monday, March 2. Rode to I.K.'s on Cedar Creek, an old Presbyterian who keeps his coffin ready-made. But both the congregation and the class seemed very blind and ignorant in spiritual things. Thursday, 5. Returned to T.W.'s, with a cold in my head and an inflammation in my throat, which detained me till the Lord's day. But my time was chiefly spent in prayer and reading Flavel's and Hartley's works, though no book is equal to the Bible. I have also received much instruction and great blessings of late in reading Mr. Wesley's works. There is a certain spirituality in his works, 
which I can find in no other human compositions. And a man who has any taste for true piety can scarce read a few pages in the writings of that great divine without imbibing a greater relish for the pure and simple religion of Jesus Christ, which is therein so scripturally and rationally explained and defended. Monday, 9. S.S. came in from the upper circuit, but on Tuesday both he and G.S. left me. However, I was easy, for the Lord was with me. And if he will be with me, and bring me to my father's house in peace, he shall be my God for ever. Yea, let him do with me as seemeth good in his sight. Only let him not take his Holy Spirit from me, and he shall be mine, and I will be his, in time and through eternity. Friday 13. I was under some heaviness of mind. But it was no wonder. Three thousand miles from home. My friends have left me. I am considered by some as an enemy of the country. Every day liable to be seized by violence and abused. However, all this is but a trifle to suffer for Christ and the salvation of souls. Lord, stand by me. Lord's Day 15 My temptations were very heavy, and my ideas were greatly contracted in preaching. Neither was my soul happy as at many other times. It requires great resignation for a man to be willing to be laid aside as a broken instrument. But in all my temptations he keeps me, to prove his utmost salvation, his fullness of love. Monday 16 I applied myself to the Greek and Latin Testament, but this is not to me like preaching the gospel. However, when a man cannot do what he would, he must do what he can. Wednesday 18 To make the best of my time in this partial confinement, I have attended closely to my studies, spent some time in instructing the children, and intend to lecture frequently in the family. This day I received information that Brother W. was cast into prison at Annapolis. Saturday 21 My spiritual exercises have been various. I have frequently been under powerful temptations, but at other times my soul has been serene and comfortable. Much of my time is spent in study, and my desire is to glorify God in all I do, and spend all I gain in His service. Lord's Day 22 A large congregation attended at E.W.'s while I enforced the important inquiry, What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? A warm, affectionate zeal glowed in my heart, and some of the people were affected. On Monday I met with Brother C.X., and sent him into the upper circuit, intending myself to abide here for a season till the storm is abated. Wednesday 25 Blessed be God! His providence hath cast my lot in a quiet, agreeable family, where I can make the best improvement of my time in study and devotion. Brother C. R. came from below, and we had a meeting at E. W.'s, where some were deeply cut to the heart by the two-edged sword of the word. Friday, 27. The grace of God is a sufficient support 
while I bear the reproach of men, and am rewarded with evil for all the good which I have done, and desire to do for mankind. I want for no temporal convenience, and endeavor to improve my time by devotion and study. But all this cannot give full satisfaction, while it is not in my power to labor more for God in seeking the salvation of souls. But I am strongly persuaded that divine providence will bring about a change before long. Thursday, April 2. This night we had a scene of trouble in the family. My friend Mr. T. W. was taken away, and his wife and family left in great distress of mind. The next day I sought the interposition of God by fasting and prayer. End of section 27. Recording by Brian Keenan.